0: It's what a weird week for National and US 2022. Our summer series continues. Hi everybody, it's Weird. This is Live Craig. Really? Weird, weird tale. Well, I got a great show for you today with some wonderful Weird Stuff. Thank you for coming back to What a Weird Week. Usually we're the top ten countdown of the weirdest stories from the news this past week. But for the summer, weird deep dives, deep weird dives, diving deeply into the weird. First story from a couple of weeks ago. Now, I first heard about it on the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast, so I do want to give Tim Babb and uh, the whole team behind that podcast, which could just be Tim Babb, I'm not sure, full credit for the working theory on what's going on here. Stone, who performs under the name Vince Vance, is suing Mariah Carey, as well as her co-writer and her record label, for $20 million claiming copyright infringement. The Mariah Carey song, All I Want for Christmas is You. Mariah Carey is being sued by Vince Vance... The lawsuit is for $20 million. They both have a song called All I Want for Christmas Is You, but one is not at all like the other. Listen. different songs same title you can't copyright a title but there's something going on here this according to tim babb this is i'm paraphrasing but this is uh can't wait for christmas podcast tim babb kind of broke it down what he thinks happened he's not a lawyer but i'm sure for the right price he would give you legal advice i'm just saying that i don't know for sure so the mariah carey song First, Vince Vance and the Valiants had a hit with All I Want for Christmas Is You, and then Mariah Carey, her song came along later. Now, that song has generated $60 million in royalties, they think. They say that it took 15 minutes to write the Mariah Carey All I Want for Christmas Is You. When people are telling you the lore, sometimes that gets exaggerated. I'm not sure if that's news to you. I don't know. Do you need a moment to digest that? Let that settle in? Oh, you're aware. You're aware that people sometimes rewrite their own history. Okay. Vince Vance and the Valiant's kind of a hit record with All I Want for Christmas Is You. Especially, like, I work at a country music radio station. And every holiday season, we play the heck out of that song. And it gets requested. People still call and request songs, you guys. And Vince Vance and the Valiant's popular still. Mariah Carey's song, moderately more popular. And... Mariah Carey, this is all now my paraphrase of uh, what I learned on the Can't Wait for Christmas podcast. Mariah Carey trademarked the phrase, all I want for Christmas is you. So, and for whatever reason, that did not get contested or you have a certain amount of time, I think a window of time to make your case against that. If you think that's wrong or you have legal title to that trademark. Fast forward to now, Vince Vance and the Valiants finally gets around to, or not the Valiants, or just hired guns, I'm pretty sure. Just Vince fans and his legal team are getting around to, okay, Mariah Carey owns a trademark to the title of one of our most popular songs. Can I not use the title anymore to advertise my shows? Uh, What about when people are searching for uh, my song, and they get the Mariah Carey song instead on their favorite streaming platform or whatever. What if I call the radio station and request All I Want for Christmas is You, and they play the Mariah Carey version, and I don't get the royalties? That is me, my impersonation of Vince Vance, but w- whatever the the deal, I mean, he's suing Mariah Carey for $20 million, and I'm pretty sure if a judge was like, $20 sounds reasonable, you win. I'm sure if that happened, Vince Vance would be like, great, but According to Tim Babb, uh, he thinks that this is just a way to get the attention of the legal team so the lawyers can sit down and work out some kind of an agreement where Vince Vance is able to use the title of the song in advertising shows or that sort of thing. Transition Transition Noises. This one about the fellow popped up on my feed a couple of weeks ago. Maybe you heard this story of the fellow in Chile who got paid almost 300 times his regular salary. Banking mistake. Whoops! and then uh, returned the money and was given a modest award. No, just kidding, he didn't return the money, he took off. He disappeared with his 300 times regular salary. Alexa, how much in Canadian dollars is 165 million Chilean pesos? quarter of a million dollars maybe range something like that and this fellow worked at a cold cut production plant they accidentally instead of his normal monthly salary paid him that quarter of a million dollars they reached out to him and said hey we made a mistake once they finally caught the mistake they were like hey um, so we overpaid you did you happen to notice oh you did you happen to notice that okay listen can you um, can you pay it back to us and he was like oh yeah sure I will you guys have been good to me. I will pay that back. And he did agree to pay it back, honest. And then, uh, but did not. He did not pay it back. He thought better of it, perhaps, and was like, mm, "I'm a head out." <laughs> he didn't just take off. He tendered his resignation with his company, then disappeared. This is a wonderful exercise in how, what would you do, right? When you hear this story, you can't help but like the fact the guy took off. I don't know, am I wrong? Do you not like the fact the guy took off with a quarter of a million or whatever, however much it was? Life-changing amount of money. He resigned his post, first of all, that's classy, right? I have I resigned my post at the cold cut production facility. Do not weep for me as I embark on a new adventure the other thing is would you um do it would you you can just imagine that you check your i don't know what you make for your salary but imagine you make 300 times that i'm just kidding i know exactly what you make for your salary i did a little research you guys whatever i back traced it uh no but 300 times your salary do the math real quick and then would you get that back At first I'm like, oh, you gotta get, I wouldn't want to, but you gotta give it back, it's wrong, it's stealing. But then I'm like, is it though? Is it wrong? I mean. Then, before I know it in my mind, I'm planning my escape route. Oh, well, I'd have to go to Prince Edward Island. Blend in. They'd never see me again. I'd grow a beard. Shout out to my friends on Prince Edward Island. Be seeing you soon, I hope, if the 300 times my regular salary thing works out. This one popped up on my feed just a couple of days ago. The DoorDash glitch where people got free food. I mean, is that not a dream also? I mean, the first dream is to get paid 300 times your regular salary, but the next, a close second, is free free food from DoorDash. First, okay, wait, first, let's talk about on uh, Friday where Roger's internet went out across Canada. But so that all that happened, uh, you know, for a very, very long, you expect that to be like an hour situation and an inconvenience. But it went all day, and so uh, debit payments at stores, people had to be posted out front of stores to warn people. And all uh, imagine all the drive-throughs where you tap your card or whatever. Everybody had to say sorry. Do you have cash? When you put all your eggs in that basket, right? And then the algorithms fail you or the the rope, the teeny tiny robots inside the wires fail you. Sometimes when these glitches happen, it's not the teeny tiny robots failing you. It is them enacting some form of vengeance against you. They are conspiring against you, the robots inside the wires. Don't you think? That's just a theory. Put a pin in that. So, people were able to order on DoorDash and then when you got through to the Um, how do you want to pay page you could say oh i don't want to base i'm paraphrasing but basically is oh no pay no i don't want to pay and the app was letting you process your deal that way okay well that's fine um we'll be right there with your food and booze that's kind of the story i'll link to the rest of it but um that's it basically usually when an app fails you're losing money or you're losing some form of enjoyment something bad is happening to you and this is one of those rare cases where the app failed and you were getting free food chicken fried chicken you were getting free fried chicken or other one more this one is a story that popped up on my feed last week about Annie the daredevil woman Annie Edson Taylor who was a bit of a daredevil and went over Niagara Falls in a barrel. It's a bit of a doozy, you guys. So this just happened last week. No, I'm kidding. This happened a long, long time ago, and you cannot get close to, you're not supposed to be able to get close to Niagara Falls if you're carrying a barrel. If they see you, I'm just warning you now, if you're like, I've done all my training, I can do this thing, and I am going to be famous, and you start walking down the street towards Niagara Falls, carrying a barrel, somebody is going to stop you. This happened in 1901. Annie was a teacher, had been a teacher. Her father passed when she was young, you know, 12 years old, something like that. And she had received an inheritance, according to this article, which I will link to in the show notes. By the time Annie was 60 years old, she had been a teacher. She taught right up to age 60. Her husband passed away. She lost a child. And then she realized, if I'm going to retire, I don't think I have enough money. She came up with the idea of financial security through a zany stunt. A very, very dangerous, but also I would say uh, you're not going to disagree with me, are you? That it was zany, also zany, zany stunt involving a barrel and Niagara Falls. She would put the plan into motion, hired a promoter, publicist, whatever. Get the word out there that this 63-year-old lady was going to go over Niagara Falls in a barrel. Niagara Falls. Yes, it did sound like I was drunk, but I am on the wagon, you guys. Niagara Falls. She had a special barrel made. She helped design this special barrel. It looks like a barrel to me. I mean, it's very barrel-like. I guess you can't just make a box and say it's a barrel, so I guess it had to be a barrel. It had to be barrel-like. But it did have a couple of special things. It had, like, it was heavier on the bottom so that it should stay upright, and it was big enough to hold a person. And padding. There was padding inside as well. And a seat belt of sorts. Just a trigger warning. A cat was in danger, uh, but the cat's okay. Annie did a test run with the barrel and a live cat. Before she put herself in harm's way, she was like, I'm going to test this thing out with a cat. And the cat survived the test. So it's her 63rd birthday. There is a big crowd on hand to see well, you know, what is going to happen here. And Annie gets in the barrel. She gets sealed inside. They pumped extra air in it. Wasn't holding her breath the whole time, you guys. I know that was probably your number one question. She goes over the falls, you guys. The crowd holds their breath. The barrel is submerged for a while. Then it finally pops back up. But they couldn't get to her right away. Like 90 minutes, she's in this sealed barrel. We've got to get to Annie. She's 63. We how, What? How could we ever have let this happen? Annie! And she was okay. She made it, you guys. Quite a stunt. She lived to be 82 years old. Didn't get rich from the thing, though. Didn't, like, I mean, got some fame from it. And, I mean, probably a great reputation for designing barrels. That's a heck of a barrel that could do that. But did not get rich. And told the crowd, do not try this. This was probably folly of me. Don't do it. Parting thoughts on that, just imagine what you would do in our day and age if you were like, I could use some more money, and I like crazy schemes. What would you do? Not Niagara Falls, eh? Hey? No. Personally, I don't want to eat a Tide Pod, but I also don't want to go down Niagara Falls. I don't want to go up Niagara Falls either, if that is a possibility. That's, let's take that off the t- Either direction, Niagara Falls. I'm out. If the barrel is padded and comfortable, I'd get in a barrel somewhere, but maybe just like get in a barrel. You know, couldn't I just sleep in a barrel? Would you give me a million dollars to sleep in this barrel? It doesn't have to be barrel-centric, but some sort of crazy stunt. Uh, Let me know in the comments, what would your crazy stunt be? And if it involves a padded comfortable barrel, bonus points for that now dot and you can get everything we talked about in the show notes catch you next time on what a weird week the summer series summerSlam oh copyright that's already taken sorry never mind forget I said summerSlam I keep saying summerSlam 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 summer Slam.